What's up? What's going on? Welcome to another uh, episode of the House of Indie Presents This Weekend Geek. Today is November 2nd, Monday, 2020. How's it going, man? I'm doing all right. It sounded like you left your mic on mute for a little bit, man. You, I thought you were a production expert. Like you, I thought you had this shit on lock. I, I, I put it on mute and then you caught me in the middle of like posting, like uh, posting it out everywhere. So I was like, I was like, Oh, that's me. I got to go. Oh, I didn't give you enough lead in time. <laughs> that was my bad. And look, I'm still, I'm still posting. There we go. Posting. Look, there Say it is. hello to William Pace in the house. <laughs> What's going on? How you guys doing? Hey, it's not just silverbacks here, man. Come on, seriously. No, I'm but too. I'm the one that counts, and they know it. No, mm-mm, no. No. I mean, so this week, count. this week is the last week we get all the political ads for commercials on TV. So that's pretty awesome. Okay. Silver, fil- silverbacks for president. I mean, yeah. Well, I think we're too. I think I got left off of most of the ballads. Um. But- uh, so this week will be the last we get to hear those annoying phone calls and get the junk mail and see all the ads on YouTube and all the ads on your television. And then after and then starting Wednesday, we'll have half the population pissed off at the other half of the population. <laughs> yeah, Whatever the still, outcome. You'll still get annoying phone calls from me just saying. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I'm going to. All right. This is either Caesar or Joe. I'm going to say this one's Joe. Facebook user says, yo, yo, yo. Facebook user. Let's find out where he is. Is he on H HQ? Is I don't any- know. But so this week, this week seemed to be a slow week. I mean, we had Halloween. Halloween was Saturday, which how awesome would it have been to have Halloween on a Saturday when people uh-huh. could fucking interact with people? <laughs> Nothing sucks <laughs> more than a Wednesday. Thanks. A Wednesday Halloween in your year. Yeah. Yeah, it was it it sucked because we didn't do a dang thing. We stayed inside the house with all the kids, but whatever, man. Hey, let me say if you guys are popping up as Facebook user, announce yourselves. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see that. You guys I don't know if they know that. Like I maybe no, like I if you're so. in a group, you have to allow some sort of I don't know what it is, but Dustin says hi. But so <laughs> it was really awesome that uh <laughs> So it's really awesome that, that <laughs> Halloween got to be on a Saturday, but it just sucks that we didn't take advantage of that we weren't allowed to take advantage of it. Oh, it's Brian Wayne in the house with oh, uh, comic, uh, cheers to comics. Here's comics How's going, awards man? or something like that. So what's up to you, man? But <laughs> like as adults, you know, like we go to you go to a Halloween party, you dress up, you get drunk or do whatever that adults like to do. You don't have to be drunk or whatever it is, but you how want. cool is it to be not have to go to work the next day? And, and we didn't really, you know, everyone's social distancing. So you don't get to take advantage of the fact that Halloween fell on a Saturday. And it's not going to come back around to a Saturday for a while again. Oh, yeah. Man. So, and then, and then, so it was a <laughs> slow news week. I didn't see a whole lot of shit to report. Yeah in the geeky world. So there was that, but There's so I'll just give you some personal updates. All right. Let's, let's all right. Uh, so my, my grandson got to be Spider-Man for Halloween. Although I we didn't it. go trick or treating, we did go out in public dressed as Spider-Man and we went to the comic book store in nice. killer finds and Hiram. And then we nice. went to a friend's house and said, hi, but he got to put on the Spider-Man outfit and he I got to be Spider-Man. I saw his outfit from what when it, when it was like last year or something. That was a really cool one, dude. 
did you guys make that uh, that costume no no that i think uh his mom brought it over and i think it's just one of like the walmart you know okay. specials or something because it had yeah. the fake muscles in it oh <laughs> and it had some sort of, like the spider symbol was uh a lenticular so like at one angle it, the legs would be long and one angle the legs would be small but it didn't really it didn't work really well I was I was talking about the 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 Rocky Maivia costume. Oh, that was last year. So last, yeah, year, last year I wanted him to be Rocky Maivia, like The Rock's first wrestler in the WWF. So my mom, his great grandmother, made that for that him. Clean, dude. It looked. I was like, I was like, wow, they had to have uh, made this or something. Well, that so was one hundred percent handmade. Yeah, that's way dope. That's way dope uh no you know what don't do what what brian wayne is doing he wants us to vote for him for you're not his, we're, our podcast we're not isn't up for voting we're not doing that we're not going to do that because we want you guys to vote for us no just kidding we're vote, not even go. on the fucking nominee we're not on the ballot hey you can't we, even write us in i, I don't i don't want to be on the ballot that's how cool we are we're too cool for that oh, but go i don't, and vote I don't. I don't know that that's a thing. I don't know. Being oh, too cool for something, I believe, is just something that uncool people made up. No, I think uh, Silverbacks is too cool for everything because he's got a cool last name. Anyway, no, uh, go go and vote. I'm all joking aside. Go and vote for Cheers to Comic for the best arts podcast in 2020's Discover Pods. There's some heavy oh, competition yeah. there. I mean, he's up against LeVar Burton, dude. Uh, you know what? Sorry, dude. I love your show, but I might have to vote for Lavar, man. I Lavar mean, Burton reads or something like that is is what he's up. I, I'm like, holy shit, that's that's big time. That's Jordy LaForge, dude. No, it's reading Rainbow. There is no <laughs> Jordy LaForge without reading Rainbow. That's that is true. That is true. But no, all joking aside, go vote for uh, Cheers to Comics. Is a really great so podcast on the I, One Four Three Podcast Network, affiliated with Asia Radio. So, so let's talk comic books for a second. Let me click on the banner. We'll yeah. go to random thoughts. Okay. So what do you got this, in mind? Week, this week brings out the crossover from Donnie Cates and image comments. Have you read this? Have you heard about it? Are you interested in it? I have not read it. I believe I have one coming. I think I do. I can't remember if I do. I think I might have one coming. I didn't I'm, know if you were too cool to get a screener copy sent to you from somewhere. I, I actually might. I think I do have one. I think I do have one somewhere. Well, I just got to look and looked at it. Some bitch comes out. It, it did you no good. It comes out in two days. <laughs> I know. I, I who sent me one? Dude, why do I know that I have one? Anyway, uh, yeah, it comes out. It's uh, tell me a little bit about it. Uh, I will, and then I'll address William Pace's topic about the scout news. But oh. so, um, the crossover is coming out from Image Comics, and it's coming from Donny Cates's brain. Who is uh, one of the one of the more sought after writers in comic books at the moment? He's doing the whole Venom thing, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and Thanos. He did Baby Teeth. You know, he's doing all kinds of stuff. But this is his newest big project. Oh, and God Country. Let's not forget that. Yeah. So this week, this so this comic book that's coming out crosses over, and everyone wants to know what is being crossed over. Yeah. Well, I, I know I what's being crossed over. And tonight when I read it, because I do have a screener copy. <laughs> There's I just no found... need to hate the Cates. You cannot like him, but I just think that hating somebody because of their writing is kind of, but whatever. So, um, so this crosses over the world of uh, comic books and real life. 
Like, what if your comic books came to life right now? That's the idea that's going on in this comic book. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, oh, I know why I have a screener copy. I, because I'm on the image comics list and they send it to me. That's why I know. Uh, right, yeah, I got to so read it. dude. I got to read it. I, uh, it it's it's actually, a pretty interesting concept. And it and what that what they've done with the art inside the book. Yeah. Really helps to uh, show the differences between the two worlds meeting each other. Oh, and yeah, it, it, and the first book ends in such a fashion that you're like, well, what what's going to happen? Like, there's no outstanding one character, but it's it it's the thought that goes into the book that we're thinking of. All that to say that I was able to do a cover for this comic book. Yeah, and I will be flying up to Michigan tomorrow to do an in-store signing at Rad Raptor Comics for the exclusive cover that I did for them for the crossover event. Yeah, that so cover. Cool. That cover is so sick with it. Uh, when I saw that, and, it, and it's an homage to Donny Cates' first run in Image, you know, the, the God Country. But yeah, so Scout had some news this week. Did you see that? You missed Mister Two Scout Geeks. What's the Scout news? Uh, that they're very that first. I think it's their five year anniversary of Scout Comics. Awesome. And their first title that they released as Scout Comics was Hinch Girl. Yeah, I didn't and see that. Hinch Girl not only has been optioned, but it's in production. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, it's it's going to be really awesome. Do they? Scout has all kinds of good stuff coming out right now. Uh, tons yeah. and tons of great stuff. So that that's that's cool. And then also this week, the last Ronin came out from TMNT IDW. Are you familiar yeah. with the last Ronin? Yes, I got a copy coming to me uh, that I that I purchased from uh, from one of my good friends over at Pulp Seven One Six. Super cool! Uh, it's it's on its way. So do you know kind of what what the idea behind this storyline is? Uh, what? There's only one turtle left. Three of them are either gone or some weird thing. I don't know exactly what. Uh, but there's something going on. We're going to talk about all that stuff here very soon, Joe. We do. Have, Joe Joe is suggesting that we talk about Sean Connery, and we will do that, and we will talk about The Mandalorian. But first, we are following the flow of conversation, and that is dictated by what I say. And when I say we're talking fucking comic books. So right now, <laughs> The Last Ronin has finally hit the shelves and there's a million different covers and everybody has a variant and it's uh-huh. it's a it's a hot new take on ninja turtles and yeah. i guess what we've done is we've fast forwarded a couple of decades from the turtles inception to now and uh-huh. only one turtle is left and up until today or last week or whenever this damn book came out nobody knew which one turtle that was but it's now, but now known it if you read it, it's it's known now. Yeah. Now you know I have which known. turtle it is, and they've also yeah. done a they've done a couple of things where they show you some characters that have aged, and you're like, oh shit. Ah, and then they've twisted cool. some characters, and I'm the father, I'm the child, I'm the offspring of so and so, and I'm this of so and so, and then you, but it's been referred to as like 
the Frank Miller Dark Knight, like what he did with Batman. Yeah, you know, when yeah. he was that old character and there was like that kind of thing, they, yeah. they're, they're comparing that type of story to what's going on here with Last Ronin. I'm excited to read it. As soon as I get it in from the mail, it should be here in the next day or two. Um, and then I'm going to I think I'm going to actually probably buy it from Comixology so that I can read it so I can keep that one on the shelf. Um, but I'm going to read it, dude. And I mean, yeah. So also, William Price is bringing up the fact that I overlooked something that Phantom Star Killer has come out from Black Caravan, which is a scout imprint. And it is the number one selling comic book that Scouts Comics has produced. I think they said it was over 16,000 copies of this book have been ordered. And it's gone into a second print for the number one. Whoa. Did you see this right here? Yeah. So you got the VHS, you got the glow in the dark, you got all kinds of stuff going on. But yeah, so Phantom Star Killer, I have not read the story. I don't even know what it's about. But I do know that whatever it is, it is like muy caliente hot sauce. Because it's not only hot. has Scout found something good, but Black Caravan is underneath Scout. They found something good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. It's, I really, it is- but in, in my heart of hearts, I'm kind of kind of let down that I didn't get on a cover for that book. Like I wish someone had said, Hey Brian, I wish you would do us a cover for Phantom star killer. Cause I think I would have killed a fucking Phantom star killer cover. Cause oh, it yeah. looks like a Skeletor Darth Vader mashup holding no, cool. some sort yeah. of Kylo Ren lightsaber looking thing. And I yep. think I would have had a field day with that. Dude, still do it anyway, man. I would love to I see would, what but I've got enough shit else. I got enough stuff to do already. <laughs> <laughs> you know but what I'd i mean be a silverback star uh star killer dude I'd be- I, I would do it but i know that it would just i would do it and then nobody would use it and i'd be like well golly that's and i don't like and i'm trying to be a professional and i don't want to work for free you know what i mean just do it for fun keep it on keep it at home don't no, just fuck that man i need to do stuff for money that's how <laughs> bills get paid bills don't get paid with fun oh by oh, the way God. You can go to silverbacks.com and you can pre and you can order yourself that Inktober He-Man Masters of the Universe print. I saw that, man. man. That was cool. You know what else I saw? I saw that you were teasing something on Facebook. What did I tease on Facebook? I tease a lot of shit. <laughs> that is true. This this I gotta is- keep you interested. You were you were teasing uh that you have chibi style of all of your characters from ah. Carapace. So I did. I reached out. I believe his name is David Jackson. So I reached out to the artist David Jackson and and I commissioned some chibi versions of the Kara Prime universe guys that eventually yeah. I'll turn into stickers and such. But it's yeah. just to let you know that I could be working on something inside the world of Kara Prime that would dictate chibis so that all ages could enjoy it. I'm just saying. Yep. Uh, yep. Did you, uh, if you want to know my prediction and where that's going to be, you can head on you, over to uh, his, his, page <laughs> and I think I hit it right on the nose. You may same. have, I'm not going to confirm or <laughs> deny it, but I think that I've got something in the works that'll be fun for everybody. Uh, yeah. let's see. So sticking with comic books and I know we're going to get to Sean Connery and that's terrible, yeah. Yeah. but, um, we had uh sweet paprika. Tell me what that is about, sir. So Sweet Paprika is actually I don't know if you you know who Mirka Andolfo is. She is an it Italian uh, She's an Italian creator 
and uh, she did uh, Mercy, which is a huge, huge uh, indie book right now. Oh, is that the, uh, the purple lady? The purple I, lady with the Victorian dress and all that stuff? I think, I think so. I can't remember because I, I, uh, I've only seen. I, I yeah, think I think that's who it is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it's pretty cool. She's got this uh, this character that she always like draws and 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 uh, comes to on and illustrates on her social media. So now they have been greenlighted for an animated series for this, and there's going to be a comic book coming out very soon as well. And uh, for sweet awesome, paprika man. or for mercy for sweet paprika. Oh, yeah. Is it already a comic book? I believe uh, it, it says that well, your research is terrible. No, I'm reading it right now. You can I just research on the spot. No, I read it, but it's, but it's, I can't exactly tell. I can't remember to tell you, dude, <laughs> because you're throwing me like you're throwing me under the, under the bus here. No, uh, yeah, it's a, it's going to be a comic book and they greenlit it for a, an animated series. I don't think All it's right, ever- so. It's not even out right now. Like it's already been greenlit for an animated series without already existing. Correct. It's going to be okay. coming out. Okay, that's so, where that's where you were losing me. I was w- wondering yeah. how something gets greenlit into a car- cartoon when there's no fucking comic book already. Yeah. So so the uh, merciless. Yep, that's the other one. Uh, but dude, uh, uh, unicorn on Scout, they're doing that, right? It's it's I, hasn't even come out yet, and it's been greenlit for an anim for an, I don't know if it's an animated series. I think it's an animated series. It's been it's, greenlit uh, or it's been optioned. It's greenlit. It's happening. Oh, wow, that's a different and, thing. And the book hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, it's 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 it happens, dude. It happens. All right. Well, color me color me stupid. I don't know. So, transitioning from comic books into movies, Jane Foster. What do you got? So Jane Foster teased something. Why don't here. you give me a little bit of story? Who is Jane Foster, and why do we give a shit? So Jane Foster is she's Natalie. She played she's played by Natalie Portman in Thor movies, no, right? No, no, that's not what I want. I want Jane you- Foster is a comic book character. She's a character from the Thor comic books. Yes, but we're talking about the movies. You said we're I know, trans- but I wanted a sweet transition, oh, man. You're supposed to pick up the sweet transition. This is the sweet paprika. Come on, all right. She is a comic book uh, character. She, suppose she's uh, famously known for uh, the love interest of Thor, right? right? In the comic books, so she's the same in the in the movies. Here, she's a love interest of Thor. Obviously, she's played by Natalie Portman in this. But she, uh, so Natalie Portman went on to a TV show with Kelly Clarkson, and uh, kind of teased a little bit. She teased that. Uh, she's not only going to be the mighty Thor, just like the comic book run, but she's not taking over for Chris Hemsworth's Thor. So they're essentially going to be two Thors in the movie, a female Thor and Chris Hemsworth's Thor. Yeah. So what you, what you did not mention was that a couple of maybe four or five years ago, in comic book canon, Jane Foster had assumed the identity of Thor, and in the comic book, she was Thor, the mighty uh-huh. Thor. And then now right. the movie has the, the, the MCU has told us that Natalie Portman is going to be their version of Jane Foster as Thor. Now, you just yeah. brought up the fact that she's not like the next Thor movie is not going to be her central character. But so I think what we're being 
Let, what they're not telling us is that Natalie Portman is going to be Thor from a multiverse, just like the Andrew Garfield and the Tobey Maguire thing that they're talking about. Like, once we crack open that multiverse, we're going to see other versions. And I think that the Lady Thor is going to be like a Thor from another universe. So she will have fun in that movie, Love and Thunder, but then she's going to go away and back to her multi-universe by the end of the movie. And Thor's going to go hang out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. You think so? That's a, that's a good. We already uh, said that Thor is going to have some sort of interaction with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know at what level. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm curious to see how everything's going to play out. It's really intriguing. And that's how we do long-term long-term storytelling is giving you little nuggets to like I wonder where this is going to go. I wonder where that's going to go. And and the I'm just curious to see which avenue they do end up going. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that one. Um, I'm excited, man. Uh, I I thought that this was really interesting because there's there's going to be two uh, separate Thor characters in one movie, so uh, I'm really interested in seeing how they're going to play that one out. But the, so, I mean, no, did you have that same thought when you said they're going to be like two or three Spider Men in the same movie? No, I didn't. <laughs> Because I don't know about that one. Like I'm, I'm still on the fence with that one. But this one I like because I don't know if you know in the Mighty Thor, if I can recall correctly, and William Pace can can help me out here. Um, I think the 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 Mighty Thor. I think she had like cancer. I believe. Yeah, I she was remember. a. Ca- and I've heard that cancer is going to play a role in Jane Foster's story here, okay. in, yeah, in the MCU version. So. Uh, what I read, what I saw online when I was looking at this was yeah. Jane Foster was dying of cancer, but yeah. somehow she got the power of Thor. And But the more she used her Thor powers, the yes. faster the cancer took over her body. Right. Just like in the comics run. So, um, <clears throat> well, that's what I was talking about. The comics run. I don't, but I just oh. know that they have chose. I think I've heard that they are going to play some sort of cancer angle into the MCU version. I don't know so if that- it'll be the exact same uh, way, but it would. If they did, then I, it would be a cool way to have her do some sort of superheroic Thor thing that uses all her energy, and then she dies of cancer at the end of the episode or the end of the movie. But it was needed to make everything successful. That way, we'll never have to go. Well, are they going to make another Thor movie now with the shoes there? Like they'll be able to bring her in, have fun with her, and then she'll sacrifice herself and be gone, and not have to worry about. Because Natalie Portman, I believe, did not have a good time with her first experience with the MCU. Oh, really? I didn't know anything about that. She wasn't in that Thor two. She only did that because she couldn't get out of her contract. She hated every minute of it. Oh man. <laughs> and now they're like, we'll throw some money at you because you're going to be the, the yeah, central. Well, and the director is different now. She might have a different relationship with Taika Waititi than she, she did, did with the th- director of Thor and Thor two. I, I think that kind of goes into kind of what she said here. She says, 
she says, uh, we have, we, we've got Taika Waititi and he's wonderful. So I'm excited just, uh, to be with all of them. So that could be something. Yeah, so I, I think, I think now that the, the directors and the whole MCU kind of got this way of doing business that maybe she's more comfortable with coming back. But I think, I think honestly, we're just going to get a one and done. Like we're not so- going to see her after this movie. Mm. Oh, well, or maybe in multiverse of madness, but whatever. Like, I don't think she's going to make it out in my ah. personal mm-hmm. opinion. Now on to some more somber information. Okay. What is that? Sean Connery. Yeah. We lost the legend, right? I yeah. would say he's a legend, man. He, he's, uh, from 1930 to 2020 man uh yeah 90 years old i saw people getting online and saying oh 2020 you can suck of rocks or whatever (laughs) but i mean it's not like you took him prematurely the dude was 90 years old so i don't think that has anything to do with this being a shit-ass year it's just unfortunate he died in his sleep uh you know like he went to sleep and he and he went he was having health issues Yes, but 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 the, I've always said I the way I want to go is I want to go to sleep and you know rather than suffering I think it's a better you know I, I, death is not a good thing number one but uh, rather than just suffering and being hurting I think uh, yeah that's the way to yeah. go. So uh, I uh, Sean Connery to me a lot of people when you bring Sean Connery up the first thing that most people are like. Oh, James Bond, James Bond. And and I, like when I was introduced to James Bond, it was already Roger Moore. So Uh, I had to like reintroduce myself. And it didn't feel the same because Roger Moore was my first James Bond. So that's where I stuck with. And then I had to go back and learn that there was James Bonds before. And then they didn't quite have the same staying power in my head. But he's been in so many iconic movies, uh, you know, James Bond, Indiana Jones, uh, The Rock. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, and Highlander. Uh, Highlander, the, the Hunt for Red October, right? Like, Oh, dude, well, I mean, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> right, right. That movie he hated so much, that's why he quit doing movies. <laughs> Oh, that movie was rough. That's why he stopped doing movies. But so for me, like I got to thinking about it as everybody posted about Sean Connery and how much that, you know, I thought, what is my favorite Sean Connery movie? Okay. What is it? It's the rock, the rock. He was really good in the rock. He was so he was, I really enjoyed that character. Yeah. I really enjoyed Nicholas cage and his character. And I really enjoyed the Michael Bay aspect of that movie. And I liked the way that the insurgent military, like how badass they were. Like every, there wasn't a whole lot that I could poke holes at. Wasn't Stone Cold in that one? No. He no, I thought he was. No, I think he was. Not in The Rock. Was it the rock? Which which one was he in where it was it was like they were in a prison? Oh, no, Stone Cold was in uh he he was in the 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 football one with Adam Sandler. Yeah, but but there was another one where he was, he was, a he, guard. was he was a military guy in one of the prisons. I don't know. I gotta look it up now because no, I, I, I think I, you're thinking of the longest yard. No, it's it wasn't a funny one. But anyway, anyway, oh, whatever. The Untouchables. Yeah. 
The Untouchables. So Bill oh, says The Untouchables. But for me, like The Rock, The Rock was had more going than Sean Connery, but that is the movie that I will go to first in my head because I wasn't a super huge Highlander fan. Like I understand it. And I, you know, there can be only one I know it, but it didn't strike me as much as the rock did as a movie. And so when you say Sean Connery, I'm first going to think of those and then I'll start thinking of what everybody else said, but mine yeah. is the rock. I think, I think I would have to say, you know, I really liked them in Highlander, dude. That one was a really good one, um, but I think I'm uh, the most that I'm I am uh, like seen in my head is Indiana Jones. Oh, we uh, named the dog Indiana. Yeah, oh, it's, but the Highlanders. Cool. I think I think for me though, it, it was cool to see him and like they cast this huge, this huge actor to play Harrison Ford's dad, and and then you're like, oh man, it's Sean Connery. That was pretty awesome. But I just like. Other than we named the dog Indiana, like that's the only thing I can say about that movie. I don't even remember which which movie the name of the movie was. Just Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. It's. It's a sad thing, but he he was such a good actor. Uh, he was all over, man. All over the the best movies. I think Hunt, Hunt for Red October. He was really good. Yep. Yeah. So do you have so that so your favorite one is Indiana Jones. I think my favorite one with with him in there was favorite. What, was which Indiana. Indiana Jones was that? Um, what's the one? Um, See, you don't even. Not, not, not the second. Not the second one where the freaking annoying little uh, Asian kid. Uh, oh, Data! Data was awesome. Oh, no, I hate that kid. That kid's so annoying. I don't even like Goonies because of him. Oh. I can't. Get, <laughs> I've never seen Goonies all the way through because fifty dollar bill guy, fifty dollar bill, fifty dollar bill uh, guy. No. Oh my gosh! Anyway, um, uh, I, the first one, dude. The first one's the best one, right? I don't know the name. I know they have names, but I don't know what order they go in. So, I like that's how that's how disconnected I am from. Okay, okay so Bill says it's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Crusade, and then, you know I, they're supposed to be doing another Indiana Jones movie. Oh really? Even after the Crystal Skull, crap. Ah. Uh, so rough. So staying with the movie thing that you have selected, uh-huh. Uh it's we're 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 days past Halloween, but you yeah. wanted to talk about some scary movies. Yeah, uh so uh, be, we did just have Halloween. It is only two days old from, from Halloween. So I did want to talk about uh, your favorite scary movies because we don't get to talk a lot What's unless your we're favorite scary movie. I thought <laughs> that Scream did such an amazing job. The first one at, at feel. Yeah. The first scream. The yeah, yeah. First scream did such an amazing job at not being 100% predictable. And that was fun. You think so? Okay. Oh, I, I do have to say that, that the first one was not predictable on about, about because who, who the killers were. Um, well, the fact that there was more than one killer is already a fucking swerve. Exactly. I thought it was only one person and, and it was really good. They threw you off. It was two people. But the thing was, once they continued to go through it, you're like, uh, I'm not talking about the franchise. I'm talking about the first movie. But yeah, the first one was great because of that, because yeah, they like and, and the fact that they build Drew Barrymore 
as starring in this movie, and then they ex clear her in like the first ten minutes, and you're like, "Well, what the fuck <laughs> else are we gonna do with this movie? Who's Nev Campbell? Why do I care?" Right. And then now you're following this actor that you're like, "Well, they killed the only name that I knew on the credits back then." Yeah, yeah, yeah so that, that was the only name you knew on the credits. And now you go back and look, and that movie is like star studded, right? Yeah, you got Doofy. <laughs> Or Doof, whatever his name was. <laughs> uh, David Arquette. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, Doofy was from Scary Movie. Dewey. <laughs> oh, Dewey. Dewey was the good, was was the real one. And then Doofy was the yeah. one they did in Scary Movie. Yeah. Doofy. <laughs> yeah. So uh so I really thought that Scream did a good job when yeah. it when it was when it was there. But I mean, but the other ones, there there's some good cheese movies though, man. If you're into like, uh, there's some pretty good ones. All the other ones, I didn't like my daughter, my 17 year old daughter. She's like, Dad, we have to do this. We're gonna start a new thing every Halloween. We're gonna watch every single uh uh, uh scream movie. And I'm like, Oh, oh wow. no. No, I'm like, uh, I did it one year with her. I did it last year, and I was like, I where are they coming up with all these movies? I thought there was only two, like. I oh, I knew there was three, at least three. There's like, there's like six, dude. There's like yeah, six. Well, that's of them. like final. Oh, another one, Final Destination, like the first Final Destination, and maybe yeah. even the second one. Was that one a that scary movie? Fun. But I don't uh, know. Maybe not scary. scary movie. I think it's more like a suspense, like or right. like a, Yeah, I guess they weren't scary. Like, like, it was all. It was almost like the the hostile type type movies. Hostile. You know what, I mean? what a oh, you, don't, you don't like that I one? Watched that movie expecting gold. Oh, really? Okay. It was the furthest thing from gold. It was just like, how bloody can we make this shit? Yeah. And everybody was sucking Eli Roth dick, thinking he's going to be the next Tarantino, or he's going to be the next great filmmaker. Why? Because he can make shit bleed. I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, I watched that movie and I was pissed. Bill says that there's only four Scream movies. Thanks, Bill. Because I was like, I thought there was a, there's there's too many. Oh, That's oh, the newer. There's too many. There's way too many. That's all I know. Now, <laughs> so so we have so you don't want to talk about like suspenseful thriller movies. So that for me eliminates the Saw movies, which I really have a good time watching. So, so the 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 top two that scared the crap out of me is it was child's play and then as i got older the prophecy see i don't know the prophecy is that the guy with the little shiny ball no the prophecy was with uh christopher walken oh i haven't seen it christopher walken and uh and he was like uh i think he was he played satan or something like that and there's fallen angels and all kinds of creepy crazy like it was creepy dude it's crap out of me i'm 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 not one that's easily I don't find scary movies appealing like for some reason it takes a lot there needs to be more like I will like a suspenseful thriller that's supposed to be scary but not just a flat out scary movie like Jason and Freddy and all that shit like that's never gonna be like oh my god that's the greatest like it's not gonna do that because they're not scary like the new Halloween movie the new or the latest Halloween movie that they did, the reboot slash continuation movie. Yeah, yeah. It's less horror and more thriller suspense. There's not a whole lot of 
Oh, there. I mean, there is a body count, but it does. That's not its focus. Yeah, there's not a lot of good scary movies anymore, man. I mean, unless- because we're we're as a culture and with the internet and everything, we're we're always a little bit smarter, and it's gonna take a lot more to scare us now. For dude, we're desensitized. When the Blair Witch Project came out, <laughs> okay, I think the fact like it wasn't the movie itself. It was the not knowing if it was real or not that uh, scared people. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, you thought it was, you thought it was more of like a documentary kind of. A yes. Movie. That's the, the first time we had ever been presented something like that on such a scale where they set up a fake website for the town and for this, for the, the Blair witch legend and shit like that. Like, so yeah. it was, they really went all out and it's the first it movie smart. where it's like shaky cam and oh i can't believe we're in the woods like we thought those were real motherfuckers doing real time we thought it was no editing it just they found the camera click play and and it was just smart. we didn't know better yeah <laughs> it was it was smart marketing it was oh, smart. Dude, phenomenal. That's- and for the budget, like the, the $10 they had to pay everybody <laughs> to be on set. Like, fuck, they, they killed that shit. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, and, but now going back and watching it, do you think it holds up? No, no, because I'm, I, okay. I won't watch it again because what, if I watch a movie that I know that when I go back and rewatch it, I'm just going to be able to pick it apart. I don't want to go back and watch it because it's already got this place. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Some, I, movies, I some movies I can go back and rewatch because it's, and I'll pick it apart, but it, I knew that going into it, like big trouble in little China for me. Oh, like man. I will watch that movie all the time. Same here. But it's, there's a lot of stuff practically in the movie that is not up to par. The special that effects. One- the, I'll watch the, the, that the, the the FS makeup, huh? I'll watch that one, and I'll watch uh, what was it? Escape from LA, Escape from New York, all yeah. the time, all day. But so I'll, I'll watch day. those, and but even though I would consider the special effects to be cheesy now, yeah, I work past that because the story and the characters are timeless. Even though the special yeah. effects that are yeah. in the movie do not age well. I have so I liked the movie and those characters for me have that spot. Whereas yeah. the Blair Witch, I don't identify with any character. There's no character there for me to bond with and say that I really liked the way that Sam was presented. Like so, I can't do that. And since I can't do that, I have to. I have to say that I just I'm never going to watch the Blair Witch Project again. So when I remember the Blair Witch Project coming out in theaters. All, the only thing that I can remember, because I've never seen it uh, all the way through, uh, but but I remember when, when when news were coming out, people were coming out of the theaters, throwing up and puking up their guts because there was too much uh, shaky, shaky camera. Cam. People were yeah, people were getting sick, and it was like big news in the small town that I lived in because people were like getting like motion sickness. Yeah, from the same shit movie. happened for Cloverfield. Oh yeah, yeah, you uh, remember Cloverfield? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I heard that whole movie was shaky cam, but it was a different style movie. But it was all shaky cam and people. I can't watch Cloverfield because of that. Not only is the movie garbage, but the (laughs) shaky cam makes it almost unwatchable. 
and how many Cloverfield type movies they had do they have, man? They've got yeah, a but, lot. Yeah, I don't know. So back to the scary movie stuff. I I don't know that there's a scary movie like you talked to Brian who was in middle school. Yeah. And Freddy Krueger. I liked watching Freddy Krueger, but one time my dad was like, Oh, you think you're old enough to watch Freddy Krueger? I was like, yeah, I'm not old enough to watch Freddy Krueger. I know it's a movie. So we watched it. And then later that night, he told me to put my face up against the screen of the screen window. Cause it was pitch black outside and I had to yell, Freddie, come get me. And I don't think, I don't think I did it. I was scared. I was like, I'm not going to yell that, but, but I was big, I was big man on campus when it yeah. was time to tell dad, I could watch these rated R movies, even though I wasn't 17. And then, so we watched him and he's like, all right, well now put your face to the window and tell Freddie, come get you if you ain't real. And I don't, I don't remember doing it, but I remember being in, not you blacked not out. You blacked out. <laughs> I, I didn't black out, but I do remember uh, feeling uneasy. Uh, Bill says Blair Witch is like twenty minutes from me. Oh yeah, <laughs> same here, dude. I've never seen it all the way through. I'll he watch a little bit. Like, as if he oh, lives right down the street from it. That's right. He does. He does live in that area. Uh, completely. But for me, I thought I took it as as I only watch like 20 minutes of it same here though i'll only watch 20 minutes but that's really cool i do he he does live uh in that area that's that's interesting dude go out there and tell me if she's real just say yeah and i mean so <laughs> i'm trying i'm tr- I, w- I want there to be more scary movies but they have to it can't just be like eli roth there needs to be something between the gore and the yeah. super suspense of, you know, like the, the suspense, there needs to be a happy medium. Like yeah. I want it for it to be a good, scary movie. I need to have a couple of jump scares. I need to have some blood and guts. I need a body count and I need to give a shit about somebody in this movie. So yeah. there needs to so- be a character that I appreciate or I can sympathize with. I love that because that is is all the you know the fixings of a, of a good scary movie but for me what a scary movie is it, it has to scare the crap out of me to for me to be like it's a scary movie like it yeah, has but, to do well explain those- like I was like what is it scary for you when when you turn the camera and all of a sudden there's a bad guy there or is the yeah, idea okay. of being fucked up like it's the idea of of the character that I'm watching in the movie could be behind me doing that same crap. So you need like, some believability. So Jason yes. is never going to scare you. No, no, he never has. Like it, you, like I'm saying that the reason why the whole the child's play and the prophecy were so scary to me is because number one, it scared the crap of me. I watched it when I was a kid, and I thought my dolls were coming to life. <laughs> You know what I mean, and then and then the prophecy scares the crap out of me because I'm just like, oh great, the devil's gonna come for me now. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff that scares the crap out of me. Bill is asking, what about Happy Death Day? And I have to say, I have not seen this movie. Not, I've not seen it either. I've I'm, never. I don't know it. if it's worthy. Like to me, like since I have such a high standard for what will entertain yeah. me in the mo- in the world of horror. I just choose not to watch them because I feel that they're all going to fall short of what I expect. So if if someone says that this is worth a watch, I definitely will give it a watch. But I, I, 
speaking of horror, I don't know if you know this or not, but inside the world of the Kara Prime handbook, there are two <laughs> horror characters that were in that handbook. And one of them is actually, actually both of them are actively being written right now by their creator. And one of them is going to be a uh, Michael Myers type Jason Voorhees kind of character. Do I have it up here? No, it's not Loggerhead. Oh, that's one of the characters, Bloody Mary. Yes. Mary. But, so I'm just letting you know that within the world of Kara Prime, I'm trying to plug away a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be covering all kinds of genres. And I do. So when I express to you that I want a body count, I want a little yeah. bit of suspense and I want characters that you can care about. Like I'm taking all those things that I find deficient in most of the scary movies. And I'm trying my best to incorporate that into my storytelling into said genre. Yeah, I think I think uh, <laughs> freaking Bill says Groundhog Day set in a horror movie. <laughs> oh, that's what Happy Death Day is. Oh, that would suck ass. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds that sounds pretty bad. That sounds but interesting. I, the concept could be interesting, but like I said, if you give me a character that's not worth me uh, remembering or something I don't care about, then I'm just like, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm really interested in uh, in Bloody Mary's story because when you were when you were showing how uh, you were doing your little draws, uh, live yeah. drawing, and I was like, "Ooh, this character, this character looks good." Uh, I want to know what what's up with her. So now yeah, that I, now I that think... I've read my PDF of the Care Prime Handbook, I can yeah. read about the backstory. But uh, I think, but before we get to before we get. Uh, Bloody Mary. I do think that we're gonna get uh, Marito Noir first. Okay, nice. Because he's hot like on that. my brain. He's yeah, hot man, on my brain. You got to get those ones out, man. So yeah, yeah, so that's that's the scary movie. I think you've got one more. Oh, something else happened this week. What is that? What well, is that's it? before we do that. Let's keep let's keep it here. You said something about the Justice League trailer. So they pulled the Justice League trailer from all of this, all of the social media and YouTube and all that stuff. And as I was reading this article, it's not because there's some crazy stuff going on where they're going to halt all the, the, the reshoots and they're not going to bring back the Snyder Cut and all that stuff. It's not being halted. It's because in the trailer, I guess they are the music in, in there in there. There there's some kind of rights conversation oh, going on and they pulled cool. it off. It's not even a cool mind. reason. I thought <laughs> when you said when you told me that they pulled the Justice League trailer from all internet sites, I was like, oh shit, there must be like this huge spoiler that's somewhere in there that no one saw and now they saw it. They got to pull it so they don't give everything away. But it turns out it's a right issue over music. Yep, it's a rights dispute over uh over Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. So <laughs> oh man, that is way less awesome than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, the reason why I wanted to tell you because I wanted the suspense that to be there. Oh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but I am. I am excited to see. Uh, they said Joe Manganiello is gonna yeah. have a little bit more Deathstroke action. They Hopefully, said that yeah. what's his name's gonna have some more Joker action. Jared Leto. I'm yeah. all about it, man. And the, and he was still crying on set because he was 
he was not being treated well by W by uh, WB. Whatever. I don't I I don't get involved in that part of it. But so I'm still excited to see it. And that yeah. brings us to our fine looks like our final topic is going to be the best topic of the the Mandalorian. Mandalorian season two, episode one was released over. Yeah. So right the last... Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and stop right here. All right. If you haven't watched it, fuck off. If yeah. not, go ahead turn and listen. Turn it off and say goodbye. And if you don't, because there's going to be spoilers. This is going to be a spoiler heavy. I guess that's kind of why I saved it to the end because I knew that I, because I really want to let loose on the last Ronin, but I'd rather let loose on the Mandalorian. Like, all right, so we start the Mandalorian, and how great is it to see Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool to see. And, huh? and so we got we got him. He's wearing the Bubba Fett armor. Yeah, I, I mean, it's obvious that it's not Bubba Fett. He's wearing like a hoodie and shit like that when he walks into the bar, and everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, dude!" And then he takes his helmet off, so we know that it's not him. Yeah. Yeah, William Pace is gone because he hasn't seen it yet. So, bye. Thanks for hanging out, man. Oh, sorry, uh, Will. <laughs> we'll see you next time, man. Uh, we'll t- we'll talk to you later. But yeah, because uh, so so this was a really great, solid episode. Uh, my son was actually he he was begging me. He's like, Dad, when are we gonna watch it? It was like a whole day that we didn't get to watch it, so we watched it the next day. And man, it was such a good episode. The for the from the very beginning, you see freaking Mando walking in with Baby Yoda or the child right next to him walking into frame, dude. That was that was the one of the sickest yeah. openings, dude. Sickest I think opening. they've done a really great job. And and I didn't like, like I said, I'm not a huge huge Star Wars fan, so I don't know all the the books and the legends and what's canon mm-hmm. and what's not. But apparently this episode addressed a lot of issues inside the world of Star Wars. Like apparently these crate dragons are the are the thing that was in the desert in the first Star Wars movie, you know, that C3PO walked by. Mm-hmm. And and the way that you blow these guys up on their soft underbelly was addressed in the comic books. And the fact that we have uh the sand people or what what are their names? Tuscan Raiders, yeah, the Tuscan Raiders. Raiders are not just some savage, you know, cavemen. They're actually like smart. Yeah. And we didn't know that yeah. before. Yeah, it's it's such a good episode. Solid, like I said, but uh and then and then you you see them coming together and all that good stuff. But the very one the one thing that I wanted to talk about was that very last shot. Yeah, this I don't think the shot is that it is it, it the shot itself isn't super awesome, but what it could possibly like what it like the speculation that comes with that shot. So at the end yeah. of the episode, we see the actor that played uh Django oh. Fett. Yeah. We see so him I, unmasked watching the Mandalorian knows. drive off with, with the armor into the sunset. So, so everybody knows that Django Fett was the catalyst. Well, I don't know the, the one that everybody was cloned from, right? Boba right. Fett cloned from him from from Django Fett, and uh, Django Fett. Well, all Fett, the original he, stormtroopers were too. All the, all the original stormtroopers, but but Boba Fett was the one he's he, who he kept as his son, and he said, "I don't want him to be 
uh, you know, uh, impressioned upon. So no, they, 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 they they kept him from aging uh, abnormally because the clones were grown at a super rate. And Django said, I want a clone of me that ages like a regular human being. And so that's why Boba Fett was a young child in episode one or whatever episode that was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, so here's the thing. We saw we saw number one, we saw oh, the actor. Fett, we saw Django Fett basically get his head chopped off, right? We saw oh, Boba Fett fall did. into Yeah, we saw we saw Boba Fett uh fall into a Sarlacc pit. So in our minds they're dead, right? Yeah. But with this shot, what do you think is this? You think do you think this is Django well, Fett? I don't have a personal opinion, but I can tell you what I've heard the different theories could be. Okay. So the different theories could be opinion, that though. somehow the Mandalorian armor kept Boba Fett from being fully digested, and then he was able to escape, and then maybe his armor was shitted out, and the Jawas found it and collected <laughs> it and cleaned it off and tried to sell it. But he so escaped. Do you know why? Do you know why that's a theory? Because Patton Oswald. <laughs> Well, because we saw Mandalorian do that, right? We saw we saw Jindaran do that, right? In this episode, well, we saw him. Fl- no, we saw him fly out of the crate dragon's mouth, not right. out of the Sarlacc's oh, mouth. The- you're right, you're right. But but that right there made me think this could be possible. This theory could be possible. That's yeah, what so where, where I'm trying to get at. Then there could be uh, that um, the person that we saw at the end of the episode could be a former clone from the clone wars yeah who just doesn't have armor and is not in any way connected to anybody else which is highly unlikely but it could that could be the swerve is they're going to show us this guy and then he ends up talking like a redneck or something you're like that's not bubba fett <laughs> so so this is this is the thing uh jango fett Boba Fett or a clone, they're all gonna be kind of two on the nose, right? Yeah, uh, but what about that Rex be... dude? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody from the animated series oh. is also an old version of one of the clones. I think his name is Rex. He's got a white beard. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I've I've never seen the animated series a lot. Uh, the, one of the popular th- one of the theories is that. So there's a character inside the animated series. I think his name is Rex, but he's a ball headed guy. He wears a stormtrooper outfit, and he is a clone. He was one of the clones, but now he's different. But he plays a big part in the in the cartoon stuff, and in theory, he would look just like Jango Fett and Bubba Fett too. So that could be him. Yeah, it could. I mean, it could be anybody, right? It could be any of them. They're all clones from Jango Fett. So it's going to be one of them. (laughs) It's interesting. Nonetheless, everybody is saying that it's Jango Fett because we saw. No, Jango's dead. It's not Jango. Boba Fett because we saw Boba Fett in uh, what was it? One of the episodes of last season. Oh, episode five. Well, episode five, they showed. The, the feet walking up to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. lady who had gotten hurt. <laughs> yeah. And well, and they heard the spurs. So, yeah. And apparently so, spurs go with the sound of Bubba Fett. I don't know. 
Um, I don't know why that would be that, but yeah, this is, there's a lot that can be happening here, but I, I was like, as soon as I saw that dude, I literally jumped up out of my seat. I said, what? And my son said, did the same thing. Like it was a simultaneous thing. We just jumped out of our seats and we looked at each other and we were like, is did that we just become best problem? friends? Yeah, and that's exactly what it, we we just came best friends. Like, oh, that's exactly what it was, dude. I was like, yeah. So it's really exciting, and and I've I have I've heard no complaints about this series. Like, this series has done more for Star Wars fan than the last three billion dollar movies that they oh, put together. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And so that's exciting because not only do these episodes each feel th- like cinematic in their own right. Yeah, but yeah. they they're like, this was filmed like a Western style movie, like the shot with the guy going into the bar, the long, the long, you know, dry, like it's just, everything is done with a purpose other than saying, we want you to really enjoy Ray as the new Jedi. Like that's such <laughs> a weak message where this one just wants you to appreciate the world of Star Wars. Yeah, it's such a it's such a cool one. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, episode five is the one that you were talking about. Uh, oh yeah, because I was just making shit up. Shut up. No, yeah, no. I was right. I, I've been watching I, enough. I've been watching enough behind the scenes stuff to have it correct. <laughs> if I say it, called the gunslinger. Uh, yeah, man. Um. I'm, so I'm excited, excited man. It just sucks that this is one of the network or one of the streaming systems that doesn't drop it all on you in one day and you can just burn through it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's making you, it's making you uh, wait every Friday to get a new one, but I'm excited to see the next one on Friday. Of I think course we are. I am not going to let it sit there for a whole day. I'm going to, I, tr- I stayed up till midnight on Thursday. And oh, I was really? like, oh, at midnight, and, but it didn't come on because I think it waits till three in the morning so that everybody on the East or the West coast can get it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So I would have to stay up till three in the morning to see it. And I was like, I'm too fucking tired, but I was awake at midnight. And I was like, well, let me see if it's on because for me, when the boys was supposed to come out every Friday, yeah, it would come on. It would be available to me Thursday at like 8 PM. Oh yeah, yeah, because uh, you're on the East Coast and all that good stuff. So I don't, I don't. So I was just hoping that the Mandalorian would would something would trickle down, but it did not. But so I'm excited, man. The Mandalorian is doing a lot of things correctly, and I really, really yeah. enjoy it. They are doing a really good job. Yeah, this one was so. This episode was so good. It it like ticked a lot of boxes for me. It was. I've really heard people good say this is their favorite episode of the entire show. This it ticked a lot of really good boxes, dude. It was really good. I liked it. it yeah, good. I'm just curious if it just if it checks a lot of fanboy boxes or does it check a lot of boxes because it's a good production and it's tough to separate the two. Yeah, like I think did seeing did seeing Boba Fett's armor give you a hard on? Was that the reason that you ticked the box that everything was great or was you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's tough to pull out the the fan service from the action because they're both done so well was that was that pun intended <laughs> what did i say pull out yeah like pull out of the sarlacc mouth or pull out of the boner yeah yep. everything yep. i say is sexual it's like i'm robert california from the office you want 
You want an animal metaphor? You want a sexual metaphor? Let's let's do it. They're both one of the same. <laughs> yeah. So that was the last topic, man. I don't know. I think everybody's pretty much gone. I don't know if anyone has any thoughts or any closing remarks or anything on anything that we've discussed, but I've had a good time and I'm going to go to Michigan and I'll be able to report back to you next yeah. week after you've read the crossover. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it tonight. I've, I've had a lot going on because I, I talked to uh, Travis Gibb today for the house of Indy, which is going to come out this Thursday. So Did you guys happen to talk about Cthulhu invades Oz. Yeah, we, that was all pretty much all we talked about. And yeah, I happen to be a part of that project as well. Yeah, you're part of that one. You have you did the artwork for a David Burns story in there. So yeah, for cool. Jack the Pumpkinhead Jack. Yes, and, and, and dude, I got I got to uh, admit, dude, I was looking through your pages there because he sent me. I dude, I was so he I was so. Oh, he gave you the whole thing. Yeah, he was so inclined to give me a pre copy of it. I even but I even backed the 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 thing and it, but it's a rough draft copy of it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, I've seen some, it. Yeah. So he sent me a copy. I read it. Dude, your artwork looks really good. I got to tell you. Thank you, sir. You're good. Yeah. So, and yeah, everybody. It's a fun thing. So I look forward to hearing that podcast on the House of Indy Network. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to drop this Thursday on the House of Indy. So stay tuned. We're going to talk to Travis Gibb. And we have a really good conversation, man. It's pretty yeah, cool. The Kickstarter is at 50% right now. 50 yeah. It, funded. He actually, so while we were, while him and I were recording, he started the episode off saying we're, we're almost at uh, 50%. We're a few hundred dollars from 50% and live on the show, it hit 50%. Yeah. So, that's pretty baller. It was, it was pretty cool. And we kind of, I remember struggling to get a backer. I'd be like, I hope today I get a new backer. And he's like, oh. I hope today I get another thousand dollars. <laughs> i know dude he's at 50 i mean it's a fucking ambitious project it's big it's got a That's lot i mean 149 pages but yeah so check that out this thursday 50 plus uh creators on it crazy dude it's yeah, insane yeah yeah man all yeah, man. the good and, stuff i don't have anything else man you got anything else that's it. You just hang it and uh, check out the House of Indie. It's coming out this Thursday with Travis Gibb. Today, I dropped an episode of Two Scout Geeks. We spoke to the creator of Soul Stream when all ages book that's coming out on Scoot, Seda Wolf. So hang out over there. She's one of the, the youngest creators that I know of that has a published works. of. So super cool. Check that out. It, you can listen to it right now. Head on over there and listen to the, the Two Scout Geeks. Yeah, man. If anybody wanting to talk to me, I'm not doing any shows this year, so I could really use some people looking at my prints and my comic books and stuff at silverbacks.com and and let, let me know what you think. All And just anyone that backs the Kickstarter for Care Prime, rewards are coming soon. Digital copies are already in your mailbox. You guys yeah. continue to be cool and stay creative. Peace.